what's the craziest account that you've landed just through networking? The craziest account that I have, as far as like a monetary value, like what's the largest account that you can uh, contribute to networking? One of our big accounts from a warehouse standpoint was Volvo Logistics. And uh, so Volvo was in Memphis. They had like 20 employees. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the thing about me. I'll, I'll call on a business that has 20 or, or uh, uh, 2,000 employees. I don't mm -hmm. care. So this, this business had 20 employees, and so there was a guy, his name was Derek Hare. Um, he's in the city now. He's a great entrepreneur. He owns right. several Smoothie Kings here in the city. Now a great guy. But um, Derek was over uh, Volvo Logistics here in Memphis. He was the, and, and he's a friend. Yeah. So um, somebody gave me his information. I got on his LinkedIn page, did some, did some research about it. I started making calls. Finally, we connected. And so he was like, okay, I want you to come, you know, I want you to start, because I have, I have one person yeah. every month that needs to be drug tested for randoms. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool, I, I don't care. Yeah. I told you, I'll come yeah. for one person, two people, I don't give a care. So I came over there, I did the one person, and now who would have thought Volvo decided corporately to purchase the land in Bahelia, Mississippi, mm -hmm. build this 1 million square foot warehouse. Yeah. Now they have six, 700 employees. Wow. We test about 60 to 70 people every month uh, from them. You know, it's, one, it's, it's something one. That, that just just one person can wow. lead to all of that. Yeah. So, and just being, you know, just, just being, uh, you know, we don't say no to any any yeah. anybody. That's why, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it may start small, but you never know yeah, I, I had no idea that Volvo would be that big of an outfit yeah, yeah. And, and, and that big of a success story for us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tab. Listen, man, I am excited. I got a good friend. Uh, then how do we meet, man? We got to talk about this. I know we met through networking. We met had to be a networking event yeah 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 because you were doing t-shirts at the time and uh yeah i i remember meeting you and being so impressed yeah I, I, as i am I now heard, so yeah 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 but man i know we met it's been a few years but uh man dale has been an entrepreneur uh we've got lunch coffee uh several times and just strategized talked about business he has a lot of cool things going on so i'm excited uh, for you guys to hear dale's story i know he's gonna bless you guys with some information to help you uh as an entrepreneur move forward because that's our goal here at the Equity Tap, to help you raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. Dale, do me a favor, man. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about you, man, and we're going to jump into this thing. Awesome. I'm just glad to be here. Thank you even for the uh, invitation. Yeah. My name is Dale Hill. Appreciate you coming, man. MagTech Drug and Alcohol Testing. Been been around for almost 12 years now. We do we do on-site testing 24-7. Um Post-accident, random drug tests, reasonable suspicion, just any type of drug test you would need, urine, hair, saliva, but we come on site. Our niche is we go on site 24-7. Okay. So you don't have to bring your uh, employee or the donor to a site or, or, or to a clinic. We are a mobile clinic. Yeah, yeah. So we come out for you. That's dope, man. So it seems like such a niche industry. Honestly, I've never known anybody to do the mobile uh, drug screening and things like that until I met you. Right. And I was like, yo, this is a, it's a cool industry. How, how did you get into that, man? How did it all start? And so it's funny because my business partner, he uh, was boarding a flight to Dallas. Okay. And overheard someone talk about a mobile drug testing company that they own in Dallas. 
And so at that time, I had transitioned to staffing. Okay. So I was a, I was over the outside sales for a staffing company. So we uh, we did uh, drug tests before we send um, employees out. Oh, okay. So therefore, right. he said, don't you have to drug test? I'm like, yeah, we do. He said, well, do you have to get certified? I'm like, well, all we do is just let them pee in a cup and, yeah. and keep it moving. <laughs> as long as they're negative, they, they, they go on site. And so it was like, well, I heard about someone with a mobile test. And so at that point, that's when the research started. That's when we started doing research okay. about being certified to uh, to do this. We we put together our whole business plan, our whole business model. Okay. Um, and then the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you an entrepreneur before that or were you or you saw the opportunity and then that kind of what propelled you into like entrepreneurship? Well, I mean, I've always had a little something going on on the side. I, I have a, a, a finance degree. I'm a okay. 16, I, I did banking for 16 years. Wow. Uh, different banks throughout the city, Regions Bank, uh, Bank Corp South, just so many, a plethora. And that's what even brought me to this area. Um, Bank Plus, I was, they hired me as a one of the branch managers uh, back then, pro probably 16 years ago. Yeah. But um, came up here banking, then transitioned to staffing, and so. But I always kept something a little niche on the side. Yeah. And and and, and it's, it's it's for my family because my dad has always been an entrepreneur. Okay. He has always worked for himself. Never, uh, you know, I always wanted to do something for myself anyway. Yeah. So that, therefore, that's when we started making the calls and making and seeing, you know, is there likelihood that this could make it in Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? When did you start the company? We started almost 12 years ago now. Okay, so you're 12 years in. 12 years in. How does business look now? Oh, it's, it's amazing. We have government contracts. We have contracts with just different businesses. Because Memphis is a highly industrialized city yeah. in the first place. And so they have a lot of warehouses. You have the Nike, the FedEx plants, and they run 24-7 shifts. Yeah. And so it's more convenient, and especially when you have policies that, that implement drug and alcohol testing, mm -hmm. and it's easier for a collector to come on site than it would be to try to transport, to take a supervisor or manager from yeah. their position to transport this person to a clinic or call a cab or something when I can have a collector at your site within an uh, hour of the call yeah. or quicker. Well, it just seems like such a uh, a niche mark, like an instant hit. Once you started, did you did you see that those results pretty it, instant? It, it, or? it didn't take that long, but you know, it it but it took some just being on the ground and being consistent yeah. to the calls. And that's one that's one thing about it. And I think in any any industry, if you're going to be successful, you have to be consistent. You cannot. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, you know, all my sales trainings and everything. We learned that no does not mean no, but uh, no means not yet. For sure. But wait till that opportunity uh, arises and they'll need somebody. Yeah. I was told no so many times because I, I, cause I, <laughs> I, you know, I was the one that was going out making all the sales calls and I, I put together a whole list every day of companies to, to call on. I did a lot of cold calls. Yeah. I was told no so many times. Yeah. But. But when they need a rise, when somebody came to work smelling like uh, uh, marijuana and they yeah. came to work drunk, okay, <laughs> let me find, let me find, where is this, where is this man's information? And so, yeah, when the need arise, they will eventually yeah, come in. See, I love talking to entrepreneurs, man, because I can, 
you know, the uh, the battle smoke. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but the battle yeah. smoke is on you because you've been in the field, you've been doing this, you've Absolutely. built this company from the ground up, man. So I'm going to have fun with this one, bro. I want to ask you a lot of questions. So you talked about that whole sales process. Well, let me say this first. What was, like, the most difficult thing for you coming out of corporate America, transitioning to being an entrepreneur? Like, what was that well, first like, hurdle? With, with the transition for now, the initial transition, I still worked a job Okay. And did this on the side. Mm. So I did this on the side when we didn't have no clients at all. Yeah. Nobody was calling. So therefore, I was, like I said, I was over outside sales at a staffing company here in the city. And so I, there was a certain amount of calls I had to, um, to get in throughout the day. So every day I had at least 25 calls for that. So what I did um, when we started back at the, the end of the year, we started in May. Mm -hmm. So I would make my calls for the staffing company. Okay. I would make all 25 calls mm -hmm. before lunch. Yeah. After lunch, then I started on my company yeah. and I started making calls to a whole different uh, uh, segment of businesses uh, from lunch until like three o'clock when I had to go back and report back in the yeah, office. Man. So, so I did like a double, but, but the thing about it to be, to be successful and to grow and to, you have to, we have to work over. You yeah. cannot, it's not an easy, right? There's no, shortcuts are no easy way you have to yeah, yeah and and when i decided to transition out that's when when the business started growing and i could not i could not and i would i would even i, I tell i tell friends of mine when when stuff started picking up i would be back at my desk at the staffing company and somebody would call and say hey i got a post accident yeah and so um i would go to my my manager i'm like hey my wife had a flat yeah. I, I gotta run out right quick. I gotta run out. I'm going out to go do drug test. And I'm like, well, I have said this so many times that she don't have a four tires. I know he's like, uh, why don't he get this lady? Out of why don't he get this lady set of tires? But uh, but it, it, it's about the work. It's about uh, being consistent to the grind. And you yeah. have to, you know, it's not. Uh, I think Steve Harvey even said that you you know you you, you cannot sleep all day and try to and yeah. be successful. You got to you got to get up. Absolutely. You got to take the initiative. It's, it's hard work. It's a grind. Yeah, man, that's funny, dude. I used to feel guilty uh, when I used to work uh, when I was in college and I started my entrepreneurial journey uh, because I used to do that all the time. I used to call out all. I was a professional <laughs> call. I would call out quick. You know, what I'm right, right. And I used to always say family emergency. Exactly. And that was my way of sleeping at night because it was an emergency for me to get Correct. my family's finances Correct. where they needed. And that is so true. I feel guilty, man. That is so true. So how do you balance all of it uh, at the beginning with, you know, I know you said you would make all your calls at before 12. Correct. And then what did that other half of the day look like when you came to, you know, focusing on building your company? Yeah, the other half like was the most passionate part because that's okay. what I was really yeah. trying to do you know I you know you you can help somebody at, uh help build people's business up to a certain degree all day long but when you're doing something for yourself it's a whole nother mindset and passion yeah and so I would take that opportunity from 12 to 3 and I would go and I would, at first I would just you know locate companies that I thought would be a big impact okay um and I would I would just explain to them what we could do for them what we can you know, what the services that we could offer and, you know, just, just trying to find out what they, you know, find the need and meeting the need. We are. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So, uh, no, nah, that's, that's, that's what we do as entrepreneurs. You Absolutely. You were already in the industry and you recognized that there was, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, uh, a, a void, I guess. that. This and I even good. saw that even, you know, it, when I was working with the staffing company, I would see 
invoices come in from other drug collection on-site companies saying, hey, you know, your person got tested and they need to, you know, you know, this right here. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So people come out and test. So I'm like, that that's something that we can do. Yeah. What was the uh what was the aha moment for you when you were in business and you say, you know what, I realized this this is gonna work. Like what was that moment? Uh it had to be it had to have been when we got our first government contract with the city of Memphis. It was like, oh wow, this, you know, and that's when you got a contract with, you know, any government entity that that it's guaranteed money because they yeah. do a heck of a lot of randoms every month. And yeah, so yeah. it's there's really, you know, the randoms are the bread and butter of our of our business because okay. you know, that's guaranteed. Post accidents, reasonable suspicion, that's you know, it, some months are better than others. Yeah. You just never know what's gonna happen mm -hmm. uh in the company. But when you know, okay, these this is the amount of randoms that's gonna be done over here every yeah. month and we got the city of Memphis fire, so we all, we know we're gonna be in firehouses every month, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, Okay, let's keep working. And then we started getting the other they started building up. We started getting some warehouses that said, Hey, we want we want you guys to come out every month yeah. and test a certain amount of people, fifteen percent of our work staff mm -hmm. or ten percent of the work staff. It's like, okay, yeah, this is something that could, could make it. And that's yeah. when we had to start. We didn't, that, then we needed employees that's like, <laughs> because I was the only employee. That was going to be my <laughs> next question. Like, what does that expansion phase look like? Because well, I guess going back to the beginning, were you just using your personal vehicle? Did Correct. you purchase? Like, what does all that look like? Correct. I was using my personal vehicle, and that's all my personal phone. And that's what we did. That's what I did every yeah. day just going you. out. Just me. Okay. Just me until until I couldn't do it. You know, my my business partner, he he still had his other job that he traveled a lot. He was in training. So he traveled a lot. So I was here, you know, basically, but we didn't have much. Mm -hmm. We didn't have much going on. Yeah. But during but you know, during the expansion when we started applying for these government contracts and we set up our, you know, our, our whole we set up an LLC and then we were certified minority business. Um Certified small business, you know, we got all yeah. of the certifications. Once all that came into play, then it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, and and it started popping. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. That's wow, that's crazy. So, how long did it take you from start to uh to start acquiring some of those government contracts? And then, where did you kind of like get that idea from? Was there something you automatically knew you was gonna go after? Or did you hear about it and you was like, yo, that's a great idea? Yeah, we just heard about it. We heard about that you could um, apply for some, you know, that that different different government entities needed uh, um, collectors on site. Okay. And so you had Memphis Light, Gas, and Water. You had the city of Memphis. You had Shelby County Sheriff's Office. So many different uh, businesses or, or government industries needed that service. Gotcha. And so that's when, I mean, we learned so much when we, and, and that's stuff that we learned. We're going to the meetings by, by going and being active in the community. Okay. Um, also was very active in the greater Memphis chamber. Yeah. So I was one of the chamber ambassadors at the time. So I would go, I would sit in these meetings uh, and, and just talk to different people. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's something that we need to go do. We we made sure we had all our certifications together and we still do to this day, mm -hmm. make sure everything is up to date, make sure everything is, is right so yeah. we can, you know, stay in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how we met through networking. Correct. Uh, and you've seen like you've been able to leverage networking, you know, Correct. to your benefit, man. What is your mindset when it comes to that, uh, networking? How do you navigate that to take a contact that you never know and possibly turn that into a prospect and then, you know, do this? I see, and I love, I love networking. And I think that's one of my, uh, if, if I could say one of the, 
the the biggest things that I love to do is yeah. never. I love talking to strangers. Okay. I, I love strangers. <laughs> I love it. It's crazy. My wife was like, you can talk to a brick wall. I will. And I will. You know, you don't have to talk back. I, yeah. I'm good with that. But um, I love meeting. I love talking to people and learning what they do. Yeah. And then they'll allow me to talk. I can tell them what I do. And yeah. we can see how we can, how we can meet up. Yeah, what, sure. what, what your services, what, where your services can benefit me mm -hmm. or my services can benefit you. Yeah. I love that. And that's one thing I do that everywhere I go. Even um, I've, I've gotten clients at the gym. Yeah. I've gotten clients with the church. I've got clients through my fraternity, go alpha, alpha, alpha fraternity. So, uh, so we can know, but um, I've gotten so many just by meeting and just just yeah. just learning about people and people learning about me. Mm -hmm. We can, yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yo, this is a good place to uh to kind of just take the gloves off because mm -hmm. a lot of people hear that, and I think one of the things that you had to your benefit was your personality. You got a great personality. Thank you. We we met we right. Click, you know what I'm saying, and I'm pretty sure people that you meet that you know y'all always click or whatnot. But a lot of people don't have that this skill to go out talk. You know, right. and right. the personality to connect. So for entrepreneurs that's watching this, that's mm -hmm. wanting to get into business, just getting started, like what are some of those technical steps that you take when you say, all right, I'm going to this networking event. Here's what I'm looking for. When I make a connection, what do I do then? How do right. I change the business, the follow-up? Like what is your what is your strategy? Because you've been successful at it. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's a great question. And one of the things that I did, like I said, I was 16 years in the bank banking industry. And one one bank, Regions Bank, it's called the Relationship Bank, and okay. they trained us a lot about, especially you know, the managers about how to build a relationship. Yeah, it's not really. I'm not trying to trying to sell you mm -hmm. at first. I'm trying to build a relationship with you. Sure. Because people are more prone to buy or do business with people they have a relationship with, somebody that they like. So even when we were go uh, into the office, they would train us to look around the office, see, uh, okay, okay, this is, you see a family, you see they got kids. We, let's talk about the kids. Let's mm -hmm. talk about what if they have a, a, a degree, if it's a college that maybe you know about or, or, or you graduated from. Let's talk about college. Let's, okay. let's build a relationship because it was like I said, it was a relationship banking. Yeah. And so that's what that's what I do even now when I go out to network. I'm not trying to just say, hey, you want to drug test me? You want you, yeah, you, yeah. you got you you need <laughs> no. I want to talk. I want to get to know you uh -huh. because you, at, at, with a good relationship, it doesn't matter about the price. Yeah. It doesn't matter about it doesn't matter if I like you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do business with you, yeah. Kevin. I want to do business with Kevin. I don't care who else comes. No, I like him. Mm -hmm. I like him. Well, that's that's key. I wish I had like some type of sound effect that I could hit. Like, <laughs> that's that's a major. You know what I'm saying? That's a major key right there because. Right. People gotta understand. People do business with people they like. That's exactly they right. They know, like, and trust. Correct. And one of the things that you you got good at was observing. You know, what I'm saying different things. Oh, Correct. I see a plaque on the wall. Oh, Correct. I see they got a, a football uh, on their desk. They may play right. football, or they may have a championship ring. But there's always ways that it's you can always start. some kind of way you can just tap in. Yeah, there's yeah. always a way you can just and when and then you let them talk. And sometimes. I even learned you do not even have to ask for business the first time. Yeah. The first meeting, we, well, we just try to get to know each other. Sure. We get to know each other. We build that good rapport. We build. We, we start building this relationship. You call me, and, and, and then you know maybe maybe the the second or third time when we meet, yeah, yeah we can start talking about business. For sure. Then we can start talking about what I what my business can do to help better your business. Yeah, yeah. That's and then at that time, it's an easy end because now you know me. Mm -hmm. You, uh, I, I understand you. We can come on together. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's key. What is the, uh, you might, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but like, what's the craziest account that you've landed just through networking? The craziest account that I have, as far as like a monetary value, like what's the largest account that you can uh, contribute to networking? One of our big accounts from a warehouse standpoint was Volvo Logistics. And oh, wow. uh, so Volvo was in Memphis. They had like 20 employees. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's the thing about me. I'll, I'll call on a business that has 20, uh, uh, 2,000 employees. I don't mm-hmm. care. So this, <laughs> this business had 20 employees. And so... There was a guy, his name was Derek Hare. Um, he's in the city now. He's a great entrepreneur. He owns okay. several Smoothie Kings here in the city. Now a great guy. But um, Derek was over uh, Volvo Logistics here in Memphis. He was the, and, and he's a friend. Yeah. So um, somebody gave me his information. I got on his LinkedIn page, did some, did some research about it. I started making calls. Finally, we connected. And so he was like, okay, I want you to come, you know, I want you to start, because I have, I have one person yeah. every month that need to be drug tested for randoms. Mm. So it's like, okay, cool, I, I don't care. Yeah. I told you, I'll come yeah. for one person, two people, I don't give a care. So I came over there, I did the one person, and now, who would have thought Volvo decided corporately to purchased the land in Bahia, Mississippi, mm-hmm. build this 1 million square foot warehouse. Yeah. Now they have six, 700 employees. Wow. We test about 60 to 70 people every month uh, from them. You know, it's, one, it's, it's something one. That, that just just one person can wow. lead to all of that. Yeah. So, and just being, you know, just, just being, uh, you know, we don't say no to any any yeah. anybody. That's why, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it may start small, but you never know yeah, I, I had no idea that Volvo would be that big of an outfit yeah, yeah. And, and, and that big of a success story for us. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I used to get track uh, back my sales. Like, we had uh, one of some of the bigger accounts we had was, like, universities. Mm-hmm. And I could track back to how I got that account. And a lot of times it was just a very small word-of-mouth trail. I did shirts for this person. It was just 10 shirts. They, they talked to this person. They did 50. And then all of a sudden... 2,000, exactly. 5,000, 2,000, exactly. and this is like, man, but it happens that way. It does. And as an entrepreneur, you got to be prepared for those opportunities. That's exactly And you got to have the mindset like you have. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people lack that, the mindset that says, I'm willing to go the extra mile, even though I don't necessarily see the, the larger benefit of it right now, but I got the faith that. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. And, and I see that so many times people people would give up or they would say, no, I don't want to do this business. I'm not going to come out for this with just one person. I yeah. need. No, no, we're going to come out for one person. Uh-huh. We'll come because the one person can lead to a hundred people. Yeah. Who, who knows? But we will come out and we're, and we're going to treat that one person like we would treat a hundred. We're, we're going to do yeah. Our, yeah. our due diligence for every client. For sure. So man, how many, uh, what's your staff look like? How many people do you employ? So now we have, is uh, we have about five employees and okay. you know, everybody works different shifts. Like I said, we're on call, we're 24 seven. We we go out all day and night, yeah. no matter what, and do the urinal, whatever, you know, you could be, Anything. We'll do pre-employments on site and we do a lot of job fairs. Um, we come, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll post up, especially when they're trying to hire uh, real quick. Yeah. We'll come out. We'll have everything ready. Did a lot. As a as a CEO of a, a fast growing company, how do you manage and set expectations within your employees, man? Have you found uh, any difficulty in that? Has there been a skill set that you've, you know, developed? What, what does that look like for you? Well, it's, it's, it's a... 
I think that's a never-ending story right there because <laughs> you just never know. And you, 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 you try to do as much as you can with your employees, yeah. and you try to try to build that relationship. And the only thing I've learned, even in my my managerial skills uh, through the bank, everybody is different. You manage everybody different. Yeah. And so what you do, just just like what we do with our clients. Um, getting to know our employees to see their niche. Cause yeah. I can't, cause some of my employees are motivated by the extra money, mm -hmm. but some people don't care about the money. They yeah. just like that recognition. Sure. And so yeah. developing a good rapport, even with the staff mm -hmm. and make this to, to, to even make them feel important or just, just making them want to work for you yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and want to help you out. Sure. Cause a lot of our employees are, you know, they're part-time, they may have another, something else on the side, but we want to make everybody feel important mm -hmm. cause we need everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's amazing. But take me back a little bit. I know we kind of jump right into the business side. Correct. So you sound like you're not from Memphis. You moved down here for opportunity. Where, where, I'm, where's home? I am from Tupelo, Mississippi. Okay. Tupelo, Mississippi. Not too far. No, not here. It's just down the road. Down the road, the birthplace of Elvis Presley. Anyway, but I uh, so I'm from Tupelo. We moved up here, like I said, Bank Plus needed, uh, they were building a whole lot of branches. Uh, okay. And so they, they built a branch in South Haven. Mm -hmm. And so that's what led led us here. Okay. Now you said, Joe, you had a parent that was an entrepreneur? Yes, my dad. What, now what did he do? He owned, oh gosh, he owned a service station all growing up. He has, he had a service station, tariff shop, um, he has he has multiple rental properties right now still, okay. but uh, but yeah, I, I grew up with him and working with him. So so if you ever need a, a tire change, just, no, don't call me. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we know we, who to call. We, we fixed tires, we did oil changes, brakes, and so that was every weekend. That was my weekend. That was my summers. Um, you know, just watching him as he grew that business, and he did that for thirty years. Okay. So he, he, I mean, I mean, everybody knows my dad, Daniel Hill, in Pontotoc, Mississippi, and uh, they, uh, you know, they just honored him. So uh, uh, on on some of his accomplishments. That's cool, man. What not? I, I always find it interesting. Uh, you know, what I'm saying when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, they grew up uh, in a house with a parent that was an entrepreneur, man. What some What are some of those skills, man, that you were? Uh, that you learned through that process that you were able to utilize in, in helping you grow your business today? Well, watching him, watching him always on the grind, uh -huh. watching him on the grind every day, every morning, trying to make trying to make something happen, um, that right there helped me and shaped and formed me because it's not an easy road. It's not easy. Um, and so you have to make it happen every day. Every day you're making it happen. But he, um, he would get up every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, at the shop and sometimes he won't get home about six seven o'clock in the evening so he's gone for like 12 13 hours a day every day but he's trying to make trying to make a living and i understand it yeah. and you know and you know it, it, it pays off for sure for pays sure. off yeah man i think that their hard work because uh, I, I grew up you know my grandfather was an entrepreneur awesome. uh and he had you know did a, uh he was in a trucking company or whatnot and after he retired he went into dump trucking Oh. And as a kid, one of the blessings was I was able to get up with him during the summers. I used to hate getting up early, but I looked forward to getting up at four o'clock in the morning, getting the dumb trucks going, going right, out, right. you know what I'm saying, working. It was just so intriguing to me, but to see the hard work, the sweat, the tears, the blood that he put into the 
it shaped a lot of you know my beliefs when he absolutely entrepreneurs absolutely yeah and it does is it it shapes you not even you you don't even think about what it's doing to you but now I couldn't stay in the bed and do nothing at yeah. all I get up even without having anything to do if I'm on vacation I'm up at six a.m. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I miss the day <laughs> you know my wife can probably sleep all day but I can I get up every day yeah. no later than six six thirty because I what just is, what is your what does your routine look like as an entrepreneur I'm sorry I cut you okay, off man I, I know. it's so intriguing to me so as a as a owner of a company, you got education, you got development, you got family, you got so many different responsibilities. Like, what does a day look like for you? Okay, I can tell you about today. <laughs> what does the day look like? Well, um, my morning routine, I get up at 4 a.m. and I hit the street at 4.30, so we ran five miles this morning. Yeah. So so that's really like my biggest stress relief because I know, I mean, life is stressful anyway. Yeah. And, and, and business is stressful. But the thing about it, you you got to do something for yourself. Yeah. So that time, that's my me time. Yeah. The 4.30 a.m., the runs, going into the gym, that's my me time. Mm -hmm. And so I get up, I do that this morning, then, then start the day, yeah. start planning the day, you see what's, what's on the schedule like today. We had random drug tests. I've, I've been to a site already today at 7.30 a.m. So, you know, we work and now here, yeah. and then later on, my uh, 15 year old has basketball, 15 year old, he has a basketball game at seven. And so I probably get home roughly about nine or 10 ish. But, uh, but yeah, it's, that's all worth it. But I, I try to balance everything. I try to make, make sure everybody is taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Look, we gotta, we gotta go back. We gotta talk about this running piece because kind of, you started this organization. Right. What's the name of the running uh, organization? It's called EMR, the Early Morning Runners. Yeah, and so every day. Every day, Monday through Friday. Y'all get up at four o'clock. We start at four thirty. I get up. I wake up at four o'clock, but we start the run at four thirty every yeah. morning. Wow! I, I run five miles every day. We run, especially now since the marathon is over. Sometimes we run more when we're training for a marathon or okay. training for a different. But right now, it's just strictly five miles or so. I mean, you can run as much as you want to. You yeah. can run three miles if you want, but but normally everybody gets up and we just run five miles, uh, braving the the cold or the heat wherever. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is at the time, but but yeah, it's it's like now. It, I if I miss a run day, I, yeah. I messed up. Yeah. I messed up. I, and I need that. I need that mental. I need I need that that run just just to help me mentally. Yeah. <laughs> How many people are out there? Which it varies. It mm -hmm. varies every day. Like today, we had like maybe five, but you know, it can be. Uh, we've had more like. 10, 15 people. Okay. But, you know, anybody come, anybody can come. We're outside. Yeah. We're hitting the street. We're early in the morning. We got a light zone, EMR, <laughs> early morning. And we used to, before the pandemic, we used to travel all the time. We used to do half marathons around the country. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. That's that's crazy, man, because once you see people who run companies, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, there's a lot of resp responsibilities. There's a lot of roles that go on right. throughout the day. And to see somebody like yourself allocate that time every single day on right. the roll, and it's not a, in my opinion, that's not an easy task because you're running five miles. I know a lot of people be listening to this, or a lot of people that aren't listening to this, they're gonna say five miles every day. That's that's insane. Uh, so, but I I think the key to it all is creating routine Correct. that work for you. Correct. That's what you spoke to. Correct. That help you get into like that peak performance so that right. you can perform. Because if you miss a run, how does your day line up? It's oh, probably yeah. not, you know what I'm saying, as That's productive. Right. That's right. And we I had a, this, we had this discussion uh, uh, on the run the other morning, last week. Um, if we miss a run day, it's like my whole day is just like, okay, what's, what's going to happen? I don't know. You know, it, it, it's like it, it helps me. It gives me a sense of, you know, it, I, during that five mile run, which takes about 45 to 50 minutes, 
during that time, I'm analyzing my whole day. Yeah. I'm planning my whole day in my head. I'm thinking, you know, it gives me enough enough time to think about things even that happened yesterday. And I, you know, there there are things that I even forgot to put on my calendar for the day. Mm-hmm. But it's you know during during that run, like oh, okay, don't forget about this. This right here has got yeah. okay. Um, it comes to me. Yeah, running running just does it for me. So. For sure, for sure, that's what's up, man. And it's about meditation time too. Yeah. You know, that's one thing we have in common. I like to run. Now I'm not. I don't run five miles every day. I actually just did the uh, the Crosstown 10K, and that was yeah. that was Saturday, right? It was Saturday. I just found Yeah, it was a great great day. Nice day. Uh, I didn't run it in 55. How long you say it take you to run five miles? It's about 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can add about thirty <laughs> minutes to mine, man. But no, I I, I find that uh, I, we got that in common. I do find it relaxing. It's a great way, like you said, to right. throw some headphones on, man, and just really thinking. As entrepreneurs. You gotta set that time aside. And that's that's kind of where I want to transition it. How do you uh, prioritize your time to work on the business and not always get caught up work in the business? That's a uh, great question. Great question. And now I think it's different because we've been in business long enough that now I mean, the business is about running itself. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's 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 a flow. But at the time, I would have to disconnect. Yeah, I would have to disconnect. Um, when we first started the business. You know, and like I said, we're we're mobile. Yeah. So people are like, why don't you just take all this stuff to your house? Because I I didn't want my house to be a place when I got to it. It's, it's all about work. Yeah. So yeah. I spent so much time at Starbucks. Starbucks mm-hmm. was my was my work office. Yeah. Every every day I'm at, at, at in the same place. I was because at that time I had to do we we didn't have. Uh, a person doing our bookkeeping, so I'm doing invoices. I'm sending out results. Yeah. I'm doing, yeah. I was you know I'm just just doing it all. So. During that time, I would have to literally, you know, set set that okay. This is my work time. Mm-hmm. This is my work schedule. And after that, and and I guess this is this is the question that you're you're asking, right? Where uh you can you know where you working on the business and then working on yourself. Is that correct? yeah? So uh, and I'll reframe it a little bit, but yo, spot on. Because I know as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I got caught up doing was. I was working in the business. Oh, right. This this aspect of the business needs my attention. This right. aspect of the business. And I couldn't grow the company because there was work that needed me to step away from the okay. business, look at it and say, okay, I need to figure out how to systemize this part of it. I need to systemize. And I'm pretty sure you got some oh, yeah. solid systems in, in your business, but systems and organizing this stuff only comes when you're able to really step back, got analyze you. it. Got to. So, yeah. Because it will dominate you. It'll take you, it'll take your whole day and, and, and I, I read a book once. Um, I think John Maxwell was was even talking about okay. that, about how you 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 need to have different people and the hiring of people to do different things because if you're not you are you won't be able to get anything done and yeah. you'll you'll drive yourself crazy yeah. trying to do everything, trying to be the manager, trying to be the, the the leader, and trying to be the worker and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to have you have to understand different cutoff systems. Mm-hmm. I think you're talking about the email. That's right. That's, 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 that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. The I don't need That's book right. right. That's exactly right. right. The manager, the technician, and the uh, entrepreneur. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. And in, in that book, it talks about exactly what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out, because once you start the company, a right. lot of times, you're all of those in one. Right? Absolutely. But each one of those have to have a certain time to operate. Correct. You can't always be the technician. Correct. The bills won't get paid. The yes. sales won't get made. You can't always be the entrepreneur coming up with these grand ideals. Right. You have to execute at some point. That's and then the management piece is, in my opinion, and you might can speak to this, is really the one of the more important uh, aspects of the business because that's where you implement systems and right. let those systems manage the employees. So you talked about 
uh, dividing up some of the roles and responsibilities. What is what is your role in the company look like? Like primarily, if you list all of your your organizational chart, this is what I'm focusing on as the CEO. And then, what are some of those other positions look like? The thing that I focus on here, and that's one thing I'm glad about this 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 business because the way that we structured it, because um, I've been in other uh, businesses with friends and and other colleagues. Um, when you don't have a correct system and know your role and everybody's role, you're trying to do everything, yeah. it can cause a lot of friction. Mm -hmm. I know one business that I, that I was in, um, computer planning, we, we would fix computers. And I didn't know anything about fixing computers now, but I could, you know, but in my mind, I'm saying, well, I'm just going to do the bookkeeping. I'm just going to do that, that right there. And, and my other partners were like, um, in their mind, they had, but we had nothing in writing. Yeah. So when somebody came in needing a computer fix, mm -hmm. they bring the computer to us, and I'm looking. I got all fixed it. They, yeah. They're thinking, oh no, you're you, you we all here. You're gonna <laughs> learn. No, that's not what I thought. Yeah. But as yeah, long as you have a you know a, a, a solid foundation of this is my job, mm -hmm. this is gonna be your job. This is how we're gonna manage. You know, we're all, we're gonna work together like that. So my job in MAGTA is over operations. Okay. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the chief over all operations that, that, ha that that's handled. Like my business partner, he does all the finance stuff. Okay. I'm over all the operational piece. So everything that goes on, you know, I, I run the whole piece for yeah. operations of the company. Okay. And that's how. Yeah. And that's, I was listening to something, man, they talked about understanding the vitals of your business. Mm -hmm. And as a CEO, as the owner, you got to know what the most important parts of the business is, right. and you got to focus on it. And I, and I can assume operations is probably the Correct. biggest thing for Correct. you guys. Correct. So what's next for y'all, man? I know you you 12 years in. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's what's the vision for for the company? Well, we're looking at so many different things, and there's so many different testing. Uh, you know, we, we thought we played a minute with uh, the COVID testing, Okay. But now I, I, we still don't know, but we're still going to continue to, to go. We're, we're looking around. So, you know, it's always like you know, people say, well, when they legalized marijuana or THC, what what's going to happen to the company? Or nothing, because yeah. there's so many different drugs that people are on. Yeah. And, you know, people are always it's not, you know, THC is just a small portion. Mm -hmm. But there's so many drugs that people are, are, are addicted to. So what we do. We go out. We try to create a safe and sound drug uh, uh, drug workplace. Okay. So we don't. We you know you don't want people riding around the forklift if they're high on crack and yes, and that and they they could injure themselves and you. Mm -hmm. So what we do, we go out. We're trying to make we're, we're creating that. So like I said, THC is just a small aspect. Yeah. Of, and so if they even they legalize it or if the company and we we've had companies now that say, see, please take the THC off of our drug panel. Number one, because it's hard for them to keep employees yeah. at this point in 2023 in Memphis. Um, but, you know. <laughs> you got to down now. Yeah. yeah. So we, we're taking THC off, and there's 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 a lot of companies, a plethora of companies that have taken it off their yeah. uh, their drug, uh, their panel. Yeah. Just just leave it off, and we're just, you know, you know, deal with all the rest of them. So how do you deal with that, man? Because it's kind of like um I would I would equate it to like somebody who's in real estate and uh -huh. they realize okay the market is turning, houses didn't sell it as as fast as they used to so now we got to pivot. Right. So in your industry, you realize that the legalization of marijuana is probably coming down. Correct. I don't know what percentage of your business that is, but like how do you stay abreast of those things and then forecast? All right, here's where we need to be positioning. Is it through mentorship? Like how do you how do you navigate change? Yeah, we have different uh, companies that we 
that that does the same thing that we do in different states. Okay. And some and the states some of the states have legalized uh, marijuana. And you know we just we just gauge them. We talk to them, and that's how I, I know. You know, there's so many different things to do. Yes. You, you you're not you know it's not just the the, the THC. So like I say, you got. You got the opiates, you got um, uh, cocaine, you have mm. so, amphetamines. You have so many different drugs that, that people, um, oh, meth, you know, it's, it's so many things out there yeah. that can, um, you know, that needs to be tested for. For sure, for sure. So is it a constant process where you got to keep getting certified or once you got the certifi- certifications, you're good? You have to be, you have a research just about every five years. Oh, and I, and okay. a matter of fact, I just took mine yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you have to be recertified every five years. But yeah, that first time you just, you, you take a test, you you, serve, you go through all the material. Man. But yeah. And so, you know, this is cool, man. And you're certified to do the DOT testing and, uh, and, and everything that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. I just... It's like Legos to me. I love to hear the mindset behind building uh, a business and just Correct. watching that whole process come together. Correct. I, I'm just, I just like business. I like <laughs> to hear people's thought process because honestly, business is probably one of the uh, more difficult things that I've ever done. And it's a challenge. It's a constant challenge. But I love the thrill. Right. And I'm assuming as an entrepreneur, I don't know. Do you like the thrill of business and the okay. challenges that come? I love, I love the, I love the opportunity. I love just the, the. The thought that this could grow into yeah. something, you know, it, it's just the thought. Even if it, it if if it does, if it doesn't, I, it's just the thought to me. Mm-hmm. When I would make sales calls, it's always the it, I get a rush, I get a rush or a high just seeing if I can get to the decision maker. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, sometimes these gatekeepers or something else to deal to deal oh, through. I mean, you would think how uh, do you navigate it? Oh my gosh, you have to you have to learn how to build a rapport with the gatekeeper. Yeah, because the gatekeeper is the way into the and. To the decision maker. Yeah. So therefore, if you don't build a report and they can throw all your stuff in the trash can when you leave. Yeah. But if you can get a good gatekeeper or you can get a good report with the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. just keep talking and keep laughing with them and keep them. Yeah, I bring I used to bring trinkets and gifts to the just the gatekeeper. Yeah. Because I understand it's the gatekeepers my way into the decision maker. Yeah. And that's what I mean, being consistent with that. Yeah, but what you're saying is key because a lot of people will quit at that phase. Oh, exactly. Because I know uh, in business, when I used to make phone cold, cold calls, I used to go in and out of places. That's the first person you're going to run into is that gatekeeper. Uh-huh. And it can be very discouraging it because can. it's hard to get past that mm-hmm. phase. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that's watching right now. Right. They're like, man, how do they get through, you know what I'm saying, that right. phase? But you said some key things like, man, bringing them stuff. Yeah, you know exactly. Saying? Building their relationship. Relationships is everything. Everything. Man. Everything yeah. is everything is, 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 is pivoted off of that relationship relationship mm-hmm. and like like I said they will get you into places but but I mean I have dealt with some gatekeepers that were so mean yeah so mean <laughs> so hateful and I'm like sweetheart what are you what is wrong with yeah. you but uh you know but just just coming and, and still being consistent even though they may have said like I said no means not yet uh-huh. yeah no means not yet you don't have that that need yet but I was still and I was still like hey I'm just here here again I'm just gonna bring you my little card if y'all ever need anything yeah and I, and here here's something for you for sure gift yeah, here's you know about Mac Tech drug testing yeah. So man, it seems like such a uh, like a niche industry. Do you get a lot of people that reach out to you wanting to get into the industry? I have, okay. I have, I have. And mm-hmm. I've like training, okay. consulting. I, mean, I, I will consult. We, we we've talked. I mean, I've talked to several people because it's still. I mean, there's so many industries out here. You know, like the even the the lady who certified 
me and my business partner at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. She owns Mid-South Drug Testing, Kelly Dobbins. And, okay. um, and so, you know, it's so many, it's so it's such a vast market out here. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that many companies that go on site 24-7. Mm -hmm. It's not that many companies that will say, hey, I'm going to get up, you know, no matter what, I'm going to have somebody yeah. to come out to your... But that seems like the key to it all, though, man, the, the mobile component, because like you said, life moves so fast. People got so much going on. You got right. these, what is it, a million square feet? Uh, Correct. Volvo, uh -huh. like... They already got a lot of stuff going on. Correct. So if you can take that load and make it a little bit lighter, then you you almost carve out your own paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we do. And that's what we that's our whole deal. We want to make sure that people understand that we can make your life so much simpler. Yeah. You just get the if a person has a um um a post accident, just sit them, just just go with them, sit them in a room, and I'll bring somebody to them. Yeah, I have yeah. somebody. I have a a, a a a drug technician to come as soon as possible. So look, man, let's 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 take the gloves off a little bit, man. Uh. And talk a little bit about mindset, mm -hmm. uh, because I, I truly believe that that also is one of the foundations of growing a, a successful business. Like, you got to be mentally tough. And you were able to see a lot of that growing up in a, right. you know, a home with your dad, who was an entrepreneur. But for entrepreneurs that's watching this that don't have that luxury, how do they develop their mental toughness so that they can reach peak performance? That's a good question, too. And I, I, I want to go back to what, what you, you're talking about growing up watching it. Yeah. Well, my dad owned an Exxon service station, and right across the street, a white guy owned an Amoco service station. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a gas station. So, therefore, you know, I would see people pull into the Amoco, yeah. you know, our gas was the same price. Uh -huh. You know, we're a minority business, but we, uh, the gas, same price at both the Exxon and Amoco. I would see some of us go to Amoco and fill up and it's just like, you, why would you not? But you, you develop over a period of time. Okay, I'm just let it roll off. Yeah. But when they needed something, they needed mm -hmm. a tariff fish, you can't go to Amoco. Yeah. You got, you got to come across over here. For sure. And, you know, but you, you, you have to have thick skin uh -huh. and you cannot take stuff personally. Okay. That's 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 the key to being successful. I, it's not personal. Yeah. And just because they are really rude and mean, and they they one lady she even threw all of my stuff away in front of me. Wow. Okay, but I'm not gonna take it. I'm not. I don't take it personally, even though I, I may have just wanted to, to, to grab across the. But nah, no. I hope that it happened at the beginning of your career. Was it at the beginning? It was all at the beginning. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yes. That's why all the opposition comes. Oh my God. Like, Lord, how am I gonna get through this exactly. one? Exactly. She threw your stuff away, man. Yeah. Yeah. It just showed me what she thought about it but you know it's all good it's all good you know god bless you but uh the thing about it you can't you, you learn i can't take it personal yeah you, when you need when you need me i'm gonna be right here for you yeah. i'm gonna be able to work and i'll work i'll work with a smile and that's what i try to be implement with my staff don't get upset with these people yeah uh they don't want to do the drug test just document it let's keep it going you know i had one employee uh, at one time, she would just get so fire hot. They, she'd go, that would go back and forth with anybody. Just, yeah. just document, just say no. They don't want to take the drug test. Just, just let it, let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times we get so emotionally uh, entangled with with stuff that's not. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's not, Just come to the next one. You know, if this client don't work out, there's God will send another. Yeah. It'll it'll work out. It'll work itself out. That's true, man. And I used to I, I used to feel the same way. Uh, about some clients, because sometimes you'll just go over and beyond and try to please clients. That's right. At some point, you just gotta be like, okay. you know what? I gotta let that go. I'm ready to go. And not be afraid. And, and, and a lot of times, man, as soon as you let that client go, right, right, here comes the big, the big client. You just needed to let go of it to that's open right. up. You know what I'm saying? That's wrong for that big client to that's come in, right. man. So, but nah, that's that's dope. Do you read or study? What like, what does your education look like as an entrepreneur? Well, I used to. Um, 
Oh, about a year or so ago, I was reading a book a month just just to keep myself. Okay. Okay. And that's why I, I, that was my my goal for this, even this year. But I got to get back on it. At least yeah. they got plenty of time. I, I, got, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. But yeah, just just continue to read about leadership and and knowledge. And I think you you if if if, if I am remembering correctly, you are the one that got me hooked on that book. Which uh, one? Uh, um. Emails. We just talked emails. Okay. That was you, I think. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I recommend it a I lot. I just want to say yeah. you recommended it the first time we talked, and I read. I got the ebook, and I, you know, I've been through. I used to go to the gym and just listen to it yeah, constantly over and over book. again. Yeah. I just, I think that, you know, that was it. That was cool. the start of my, uh, my ebook. Yeah, uh, collection. I know. I love ebooks, man. I, well, not ebooks, but uh, audio books. Audio books, man. I, I I actually just finished up an audio book. I have to give it to you, man. That you're actually listening. It's called the uh, Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Awesome. Great book. Uh, talks a lot about uh, just kind of managing, figuring out the singular focus. What are you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? To grow the business. Awesome. Understanding your role right, as right. CEO. So if you're looking for another one. That's a great one to, to, to Thank pick you so up, man. Yeah, okay. Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Um, so the education piece, I know you said you, you starting to read and stuff like that. Do you pay for mentorship? Do you go to conferences? Like, what does that look like for you? Well, we have different conferences for uh, the Dacia, the drug and alcohol industry. They have conferences we have, we have attended. Um, but yeah, we, you know, constantly just, just trying to grow, yeah. to grow. Yeah. sales, some sales conferences. We, we still try to pick up where we, you know, cause I, I, I'm the sales component. I think everything is based on sale. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. have to learn how to sell yourself. And yeah. so you gotta bring whenever, money in. Whenever we, whenever there, there's something that we think is feasible, we'll try to go out okay. and, um, and, and sit in and listen. Cause you, you learn so much. Yeah. I mean, listening to your story, listen to just different people's story or how they, have, have overcame or, or are overcoming it yeah. helps you out it does man and in my uh in my early entrepreneurial career that was the thing that i used to love to do the most right. listen to people struggle victory stories. absolutely i didn't want to know like the technical how to's uh -huh. i just wanted to know if he did it you know what i'm saying correct i know i can do it and correct how to try to identify people with similar backgrounds uh as you you know and you listen to their struggles and you go like, okay cool I absolutely made it i can do it for sure man so look, this has been profitable, bro. I have enjoyed it. I want to get you back on here so we can talk more uh, as the business continues to grow. I know Absolutely. we talked off camera about some of the direction that you want to head in the, uh, with the company. Correct. And I pray that some of those moves come together. I'm not going to speak on too soon, <laughs> but right. when they do develop and come together, I want to get you back on right. and continue to talk about it. Yes, sir. Look, can you do me a favor? Uh, let everybody know how they can keep up with you and then uh, if you got any parting advice, man. So we talked to startup entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that uh, been in business for a few years. They may be stuck trying to, you know, move forward. Uh, any advice that you can give them, you know, to move forward uh, on top of giving them your, your contact. That'll be great. And I'll let you close it out. Listen, man, if you guys have gotten value out of this uh, interview, do me a favor, hit subscribe. Uh, also, do me a favor, drop uh, something in the comment, man. Drop fire in the comment. Let me know that you guys got through the interview, that you got value out of it. Uh, also, do me a favor. We're going to drop all of Dale's contact below. Make sure you follow him on all of the social media platforms. Check his business out. If you're a company that can utilize his services, please reach out to him uh, and bring him out and let him help you guys out. So, man, Dale, look, but then I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Let people know how they can keep up with you and any closing advice you got for entrepreneurs. That'll be dope. Great. Thank you so much. And I have really enjoyed it. Thank you so much again for uh, the invitation. And I'll be glad to come back. I'm um, so happy to. But uh, you can follow me on IG, The Real Dale Hill. That's uh, T H E R E A L D A L E H I L L. The Real Dale Hill. Um, and and uh, Facebook, 
Dale Hill, you just 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 look me up. But um, I know mean, I'm always on there, just putting information out. So if you need anything, um, let me know. But one thing I will say to someone that's starting a business: be consistent. Yeah, be consistent. Don't let just a no uh, discourage you. Uh, don't let just anyone come and discourage you. If you know this is what you want to do, you if you see that this is something that can profit or are something that can better a business, continue to go for, go for, go, go after it. And it will eventually, it will eventually come to pass. So, uh, yeah. For sure, man. Look, I can't think of a better way to close it out. Dale, I, I know you got a busy schedule, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do this. And I know people that's watching this is going to get value out of it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right, man. All right.